Hey everyone, you're listening to the Simply Smarter Podcast. Our goal is to help families navigate some of the areas surrounding the college prep process, which includes providing college and ACT-related advice, not just for students, but their families as well. This is my co-host, Caleb. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests, learning techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. Don't forget to stay in the know by subscribing to our podcast. Summer's almost over. Fall is in the air. Students are back to school. We're back, Caleb. We're back and better than ever. <laughs> Absolutely. We just had Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. End of summer. That really means it's the end I know, of summer. It feels weird. They extended our pool season an extra two weeks. Oh, How about nice. That? Isn't that a win? They didn't for ours this year, um, unfortunately. Um, I know I drove past because the kids were on a school yesterday. Gotcha. And I thought, man, wouldn't this be an ideal day to go to the pool? <laughs> it would have been perfect. Hmm. Get so one sad more, for me. One more day in. <laughs> I know. Do you find yourself getting sick of, of the pool, though, at the end of the season? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. That's fair. I do. It's an easy thing to do, though. For sure. Especially with the kiddos. Well, and I think it's that now that I can't go to the pool, I'm like, oh, why isn't our pool open? <laughs> That's One more day, really? <laughs> I know. But then You're going to be dragging your kids over to our neighborhood, <laughs> aren't you? Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Can I just borrow your key card real quick? <laughs> We can make that happen. Yes, I know. Yeah, no, I think my kids kind of get sick of it too. That's fair. Honestly, in uh, years past, a couple of my kids have gotten swimmer's ear at the end of the oh, summer, no. usually in September, Oof. because we are at the pool so often. That's so, not fun. yeah, it's very painful. So, um, safe to say no one has gotten that yet so far that's good so and now that it's closed i don't think we'll get it now yeah that's fair so little shout out talking about swimming yeah my niece is a freshman in college right now and she's on a swim scholarship that's awesome congrats to her and got to help her move in a little bit yeah yeah it's good to have her nearby experience that college life a little bit yeah it was it was got a lot of my brother in her so she doesn't respond with complete thoughts all the time it's kind okay. of a short response and i'm used to it yeah but it, it's good to hear from her here well, or there. good so are anyway. you going to be like her pseudo parents she can come do the laundry and come over on sundays for dinner she's fairly independent but i think i mean we're going to invite her over as much as we can yeah yeah that's always nice to it's have fun. yeah because we, we don't have a lot of family in the area right so well, good for you good. i'm excited for you yeah do anything special for labor day no yeah not at all just we were just hanging out and yeah recovering and that's what you're supposed to do on labor day right except for except for you know how it always works like labor day is a monday Mm -hmm. and then guess what you cram five days worth of work into four days yeah how was yesterday for you the test coming up there's an act test this coming weekend man it's saturday we're just we're just swamped right now it's a good good thing yep getting on the last minute Last minute tutorials in. Exactly. How about, how about your Labor Day? It was fun. My family went camping. I did not go camping. I know we've talked <laughs> about this before on a podcast somewhere, <laughs> but um, it was great. It was great. It was my best friend's birthday, so we celebrated on That's Friday awesome. night. And then this was fun. We had a TV mom's party cool. um, at her house on Saturday, so that cool. was really fun. Uh, who did we you each... go as? <laughs> so I was trying to figure out who kind of was the easiest person to go as, mm. what I had in my closet, and what I could just buy off of Amazon. And <laughs> Honestly, I went as Chris Jenner. I bought a black okay. wig and some big dark sunglasses. Nice. Um, did my makeup as her, and then you know I had high waisted black pants, a black 
blazer. Awesome. Um, I had a button up that, you know, you button all the way up to the top of the button. So it was, That's it funny. was fun. That's yeah. Cool. And I actually won. No way. I did. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. There were some really good costumes though. So it was, That's it fun. was fun to see who everyone was. And some of them I was thinking like, okay, who are you? And then when they actually said who they were, I was like, oh, you Spot hit on. that on the head. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So Love it was it. good. It was cool. Good, relaxing Labor Day weekend. So yeah. glad to be back in the swing of things. And of course, my kids had Monday and Tuesday off. Of so course. now I'm like, what? It's Wednesday. This is crazy. This week has it gone by so right. fast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So glad to be back. I'm glad the the students are back in the swing of things. And um, we are going to talk today about something that we have covered in the past. But um, to be honest, it's one of our top podcasts. Yeah. So we know gonna, there's demand. Yes. So we want to help as, any way that we can. Yep, and we're going to go a little more in depth um, this this podcast. So today we're talking about the GRE. That's exciting. That is exciting for some people. Yeah, for some of us. <laughs> is it exciting for you, Jill? It's nice to learn new things. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Right, right. I'm sure in your research as you're getting ready for this, I yeah. mean, kind of eye opening. It was. It's a lot to it, and it's yeah. kind of fun to get into it. So. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about five different things um, overall. Who takes the GRE? Uh, the timing of the test—that's always important. Um, you know, for ACT and SAT, that's really important. Um, is it as important for the GRE? We're going to talk about that. Uh, where you can take the test, when you can take the test, and obviously what the test covers. Yeah, I love it. With some examples. What? Let's get into it. Yes, that's great. All right. So who takes the GRE? Good question. <laughs> I like that you told yourself it was a good question because <laughs> it is a good question. So, it is. generally, students who are going to be going on to grad school, yes, uh, whether it's a master's program or a, a PhD program, those are typically the students who are required to take it. Now, there have been some interesting developments in some of the uh, other areas, other arenas where. Other exams have kind of ruled the roost for a very long time, like mm-hmm. the LSAT yes. uh, for law school or the GMAT for business school mm-hmm. for your MBA. More and more schools are actually opening up the door so that students can take the GRE at those types of schools as well. Not all of them, but but some of them. Some. And for some students, maybe the GRE is a better fit for them than an LSAT or a GMAT uh, just because of what's actually being tested. And uh, maybe, maybe this is the, the right route. I, I actually really love the GRE. Yeah. I just think it's it's fascinating. And I not that I don't like the GMAT or the LSAT. They're just they're just different. And I like the math and the anal- analytical side. Of course kind of you do. Out on that. Of course you do. <laughs> so I I kind of prefer that. And and I think sometimes they're a little bit more straightforward questions compared to and, and again, they're still a little convoluted, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And tricky. But I think that compared to the math on the GMAT, I think it's a little bit more math-centered rather than like Let's the logic yeah. kind of trying to figure out exactly how do I look at this 12 different ways. Yeah, that can be so. really confusing. And one thing that I kind of uh, realized in my research here on the GRE is that there's over 1,300 business schools that accept the GRE for admissions yeah. to MBA programs, which seems like a lot. It is a lot. And we do have that link in the show notes. So if you want to go ahead and, and search what those schools are, um, that link sure. is in the show notes. But I thought, I mean, that was that's extensive. Yeah. It, I mean, what a big change over the last five, ten years. Right. I mean, GRE's 
made some moves. Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting to see how all this is going. And the same thing happens with, with GMAT and the LSAT. Uh, sometimes the GMAT's getting accepted at law schools as well, probably even a little bit more reg- regularly than, than GRE. But it, it's interesting to see how these, these uh, grad schools and grad programs are actually kind of going what I would actually consider test optional, where you oh, get an option what? of maybe a few different tests and find the one that fits you best. Yeah, and I love cool. that. I mean, because it's not, it's not all set in stone and there's a little bit of flexibility and it's going to be different for everyone. So I, that's, a, that's a good option. Right. For Good sure. for them. Good for them. Let's talk about the timing of the test. Yeah. So the GRE is three hours and 45 minutes. There's six sections with a 10 minute break following the third section. It's kind of a it's lot. It's a long test. Yeah, for sure. And it always begins with the analytical writing section. Um, and it, this is kind of an interesting one. And I'm not sure if it's the most important. I, w- I would actually, in the hierarchy of the sections and the scores, I would probably put it lower because it doesn't influence the admissions process as much as the other two scores. Really? Um, but there are two tasks. You get 30 minutes per task. And it really is just making sure that we are reading carefully. Okay. I feel like a lot of students just start, like they read it through as quickly as they can and just start writing. Right. But I think having a good game plan and knowing how to approach it is going to make a big difference. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. And I mean, it's analytical writing. So one, analyze an issue. And the other task, analyze an argument. So right. analyze, analyze, <laughs> pay attention. Right. And know, know the task, know what they're actually asking. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's easy to make an assumption. And students do this on, on standardized tests all the time. Uh, they, yes. they assume they know what they're going to be asking. Mm-hmm. Or they like they read the prompt, but they don't read the rest of, rest of it. And they just kind of fall for some traps or kind of meander or get lost and don't actually address the particular issues that they want you to do. Yeah. That can be an issue. Sure. Second section. The verbal reasoning. Yeah. So each of these sections, there are two of them. They're 20 questions per section and they're each 30 minutes. So you kind of have to hustle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to, they're generally going to alternate between verbal, quantitative, verbal, quantitative. Okay. So that's kind of important to know. You get, I don't know if it's good or bad, but you get a little bit of a break. Right. Um, But it also resets a little bit. Uh, The GRE is computer adaptive, but Mm -hmm. it's not computer adaptive in the same way that the GMAT is. So once you've taken the first section of the verbal, the next section will either be more difficult or easier. Oh, yeah. So it's not like the GMAT where every question is going to be either harder or or easier than mm-hmm. the previous. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be aware of. That is interesting. And then, of course, that, that, that other section is the, the quantitative reasoning. Mm-hmm. And again, 20 questions per section. But now here you have 35 minutes per section. That's better. A little better. A little better. I'll um, take the, I would take the extra time and you, be like, You would okay. roll with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. (laughs) And then there's always an unscored section. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know where it is. So you may get three quantitative. You may get three verbal. And they're just testing out new question types. Okay. Uh, So be aware of that. And it doesn't count toward your score, but you may not necessarily know which one it is. Let me ask you this. I know for the ACT, a lot of students run out of time. Hmm. So is that similar for the GRE? Or do students feel like they have ample amount of time or just enough? Or do they feel rushed? I would say most students that I've worked with they run out they still have some timing issues okay and and when i say timing issues i don't necessarily mean that they don't finish i mean that oftentimes they finish to the detriment of their score mm-hmm. <laughs> i.e they're moving too quickly and making mistakes more mistakes than they normally would right so it 
just like any other exam. The, the GRE is a test of accuracy, not a test of completion. Mm-hmm. So let's get those points. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so counterintuitive to like try not to finish a section. But like if I have 35 minutes and what if I what if I can only really effectively get through 15 questions? Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do? I don't just like rush to get to 20 just to say that I did. Right. So we're going to make sure that we're we're using a little bit of a guessing strategy, but we're going to pick up those points where we can. Yep. Yep. And it feels weird. I mean, it feels oh, awkward. Yeah. That's not how you do life in general. I mean, you we want you yeah. want to complete everything that you do. Yeah. So it does feel weird to slow down and get that accuracy over just rushing through and making yeah. sure you answered every question. And it is a little bit different than like an ACT or SAT. Um, many people are familiar with those because mm-hmm. they had to t- take them if they're, they're going to take their GRE. They probably took those. Yep. Um, and, and in this case, like those two sections, uh, the math sections of those two tests, they progressively get more difficult. The GRE is not that way. Your first question may, may be maybe 50% of students on average get that question right. Oh. And the next one, it may be 12% get that question right. And your last question may be one where 85% of students get that question right. Wow. So yeah, it's so all like, over. We want to make sure that we're being strategic. And if we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So if there's a kind of question that we're not comfortable with, or we know it just always takes us longer, let's learn to skip it. Yeah. There's some cr- pretty cool tools on uh, on the computer-based exam where we can mark them and go back and kind of easily go find them That's again. That's nice. We and honestly, make that tool. Sure. It makes it less stressful, honestly. Yeah. If you know, hey, this is going to be the hardest question. This is the one that I don't fully understand or it just takes me the yeah. longest. Skip. Okay, that's done. Right. <laughs> check. Yeah, I mean, that that adds a lot. Yeah. We, we can mark it. We can go check it again. It's great. I think one of the, again, maybe I'm getting ahead of, getting ahead of myself because we're kind of talking about the timing and kind of the basic structure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think this kind of goes into it and it's kind of overlooked because I think getting into the test itself is handy. But I also want to briefly talk about the idea of, like, the resources that you have. It's computer-based. Yep. So sometimes doing math computer-based is kind of tricky because you have to like look at the screen and then look back down at, at, yes. at not your paper. <laughs> you have a whiteboard, a little tiny whiteboard yes. with a dry erase marker, which is another piece that we just have to kind of get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can pick up a one of those little whiteboards on, on Amazon or probably just about any retailer. Like can't you pick up on Amazon? <laughs> so true. It's an issue. Um, but it, it, I think practicing with that is kind of important because it's different than pencil and paper where yeah. you can easily kind of move on. But you can That's kind of advice. set a little section on your on your whiteboard to mark, like, make little notes. Like, yes. I skipped number six. It's really difficult. So yep. maybe you rate it as a, a three out of a three out of three instead of a one out of three yeah. of your skips. And oh, then you know notes. which ones to go look at. Yep. I think understanding the schools that you're looking at and is it a fit for you? Mm-hmm. And then kind of understanding what they're looking for. 100%. Regards to your score. Yep. Yep. Uh, and like I said, some schools will be using the the analytical writing in addition to the other sections but a lot of schools will actually do a combined score so they want even though the GRE doesn't combine them for for us they'll they'll combine your quantitative and your verbal sections to give you a possible 340 but they may a school may say hey we we require a 303 or mm-hmm. something like that with a minimum in a certain certain section perfect yeah something like that yeah cool so be aware of those those requirements where and when can you take the test? Where and when? Where and when? That's a good question. 
So there are testing centers around most major cities and mm-hmm. especially college towns where you would just hop on to ETS.org, the makers of the GRE. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of, you would be able to kind of figure out like, where are my test centers near me? Yeah. I know that there's one kind of near near us here mm-hmm. in, in Overland Park uh, on about Quivira and College Boulevard. So yeah, you can take it, you can take it in one of the centers and it's virtually every day. You just have to find a time slot that fits for you. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll throw out there. Some of you may be morning people. Make sure you get that eight, eight o'clock time slot. Yeah. If you're not a morning person and there's not a noon option or an evening option, guess what? Push it another week and find one that's going to yeah, fit, fit you a little bit better. Yep. So, so be aware of that. And, and if you are going to take uh, a later a later test, test time, make sure that you are not doing a lot of extra heavy lifting with your brain earlier that morning, in the day. Yes. Right? Like Good advice. If you're, at, if you're at work all day or if you're at school all day and you are just swamped, probably not a good environment to walk in and try to to test right after that absolutely so be aware of that as well and you can test from home yeah this has been a new thing over the last couple years right Mm -hmm. all sorts of new changes from these test makers so if you don't know what time would be a best time to take it yeah um it's available around the clock seven days a week yeah that's, that's kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting. And I think there are pros and cons to this. Uh, if you have roommates, I think this is a bad decision. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a student who, like a, a sibling or a roommate, walked in in the middle of the test and then they oh. kind of threw everything off. Or like they had technology. Another one had technology issues at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the bandwidth just kind of slowed down and it kind of sh- totally shot up their time. And the, yeah. the clock had to stop. And it was That's pretty a lot. messy. Yeah. And, and you're in charge of it all at that point. Yeah. Right. It's not like Which somebody can help pressure. you with your IT yep. Yep. <laughs> equipment issues. So yeah. um, if you can set us a very, very good controlled environment in your home, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. It's a good option for but them. I, but I would generally encourage you to go take it at a test site. Yes. And it is a proctored test. It still is a proctored test. For sure. They have they, to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of requirements. So definitely mm-hmm. check out the requirements um, for, for testing at home. Right. Yeah. Multiple, multiple cameras. They're checking the room, making mm-hmm. sure nobody's there, checking notes. They're watching everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we've talked about where you can take it, and then you can take the test once every 21 days, up to five day, five times, excuse me, um, within a rolling 12 month period. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. Yeah, but, does seem but excessive, if you, but if you need it. I guess it's there. <laughs> I mean, I would probably say two or three times, just like most tests. Yeah, don't probably don't push it beyond that. Yeah, I it, agree. I mean it you're preparing for an entire year that's a long time to be looking at this it is material and content you're gonna most people are gonna fatigue Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes even regress after that point yeah yep love it okay we're gonna cover what the test entails right we've we've talked about it a little bit um we're gonna go over uh some examples as well um I, I, this is the part that I actually did think was kind of interesting, just going through some of the examples sure. and seeing exactly analytical writing. Okay, what exactly is that? And with an example. Okay, so I'm going to give you an issue topic. Okay, mm-hmm. remember there are two different analytical writing sections, uh, actually tasks. Tasks. The first is the analyze an issue, and the other, other is an analyze an argument. Oh. So here's okay. an issue topic, okay? okay. So, quote, 
Some people believe that corporations have a responsibility to promote the well-being of the societies and the environments in which they operate. Others believe that the only responsibility of corporations, provided they operate within the law, is to make as much money as possible. Write a response in which you discuss which view more clearly aligns with your own position and explain your reasoning for that position you take. In developing supporting your position, you should address both the views presented. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what about that last part? Yeah, you have to what, represent both yeah, views. Right, so don't just like get on your soapbox and start writing whatever right, you want. Right. <laughs> right, and you could have a strong opinion about both, but to represent both views and both right. opinions. you want to analyze both. Yeah. And, and again, don't forget, I mean there are always good arguments for the other side, mm-hmm. right? You may have very strong feelings, but again, they want to see if you can can view this this topic from multiple perspectives. Yeah. So making sure you're analyzing it effectively. I and think they, that's what I would have an, a timing issue with. You think? Yes. Just because okay. I would I would get into my own thought process <laughs> and I would be writing and writing and then I'm like, wait, time's up. I got to go. <laughs> and this is this is an important piece. I think you want to spend about five minutes making sure you understand your topic. You understand exactly what they are wanting from you mm-hmm. and then start outlining your, your essay a little bit. Again, if we just start writing, oftentimes we kind of get distracted or we yep. like change our own mind halfway yeah, through. Like, that was oh, a great a argument. <laughs> and then I just persuaded myself oh, the other shoot. way. <laughs> and and I, I literally have seen that happen a lot. Really? Oh yeah. So we want to say five minutes on the front end to make sure that we are or planning our essay out. Yep. We know the direction we're going. We want to save five minutes toward the end to make sure we get our conclusion and finish up and edit. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are going to be also looking at your use of language and grammar. All of that good yeah. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 20 minutes, you have 20 minutes to write. So they're not expecting like a five page essay right. or anything like that. Right. But if we can get at least three paragraphs, but if we can really push for that five, that would be even better. Yeah, that's nice. So. Well, and you are you are typing on a computer so you yeah. can copy and paste and, right. you know, put Shift this in the second paragraph instead yeah. of the fifth and whatever you need to do. So that is nice. And we just don't have to make it perfect. We just have to have clear and concise ideas. Mm-hmm. It's not about elaborating extensively because they know that you don't have time for that. Right. We just want to make sure that we're setting up a, a very clear argument for our side and also very clearly articulating the other side and not mm-hmm. creating straw men. Right. 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 Oh, that's oh, a tricky word. <laughs> All right. So be careful on those. Challenging but doable. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And then we have verbal reasoning. Oh, yes. So verbal reasoning is made up of of three kind of subset of questions. We have the reading comprehension. Mm -hmm. And these are even kind of a little bit different because here we have questions like there may be like four or five questions to a single passage. Or they may give you a really short, nice little passage and they ask you a single question. So even this is going to be different than what you generally see on the SAT and the Mm -hmm. ACT. because you don't have ten, like 10 questions or 12 questions like from the SAT yep, from to one, one passage. passage. So it, it the passages aren't as long, but we also kind of move through a little bit more quickly. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a very specific strategy for those types of questions. But for the most part, people are kind of familiar with what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, the second is just the straight up sentence completion. Ooh. I kind of like these. You do? Yeah. Okay. These are kind of cool. Unless I have no idea what any of the words are, and then it's a total guess. So so here is just a basic example of of 
five answer choices for a, a verbal question. Okay. Of a basic sentence completion. So the four words are, sorry, five words are innocuous, conspicuous, robust, menacing, and distinctive. Okay. So some of them, like, maybe we're really comfortable with. Some mm-hmm. of them were like, I don't know about those. Yeah. Or like, in general. Yeah. We can kind of I mean, figure, in a context. Kind of figure them out. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So... I mean, we talk about GRE words, and sometimes they are really messy, but sometimes it's just being comfortable in, this is close enough. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit exactly the way I want it, but let's lean into it. Yep. Okay. And then they really do, they they really will throw GRE words that you've never heard in your life, (laughs) right? Um, I'm trying to find one here really quickly on the page that seems, okay, here, this is embarrassing. You ready That's for this? That's the word. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is one I actually missed. And it's such a tiny little word. And I think a lot of people know it. But I've never been a big fan of British like television. Oh, I, And British culture is not I. terribly interesting to yeah. me. Sorry. I know you like the, the royal I, family. I don't like a big... I'm not a big tea fan. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, the word row. Are you familiar with the word row? Can you spell it for me? R-O-W. R-O-W. Mm-hmm. Row. Row. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, there was a question way back in the day that I actually missed because I just wasn't familiar with that word. What is that like a fight? Like a yes. tussle? Good. Okay. Look at I you. That was good. So, it, it's just a little bit different and making sure that we are kind of going back and reviewing and learning all the different types of questions yeah. and, and what so they're testing. So, do you just study like a big list of vocab words? How do you prepare for that section? That's a good question. So we generally will make sure that we're looking through a lot of vocab. Yeah. Right. There are things that we need to be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But generally, we don't really like to think about them in terms of definitions because our brains just don't necessarily work that way. We want to connect them to something that that we know, that we love, that we're familiar with, that we're ready for. So you want to try to tie them to like in a sentence to something in your life. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes that's a challenge because they're just such weird words. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then things like quizlets are always helpful. Yeah. Or like, again, pick a few words for the day and try to use them throughout the day. Ooh, that those would be are fun. kind of just those kind of repetition things and kind of putting it into a different context that you're familiar with can make a world of difference. So your family or your roommates would either start to love you or hate you and be like stop stop or like wait what does that mean tell me explain right and that gives you a good chance to talk through it yeah i love that oh that's so great so great okay text completion the next one we have is sentence equivalents yeah these are actually my favorite and i feel like they're the (laughs) this is maybe not appropriate they're the entry drug to the vocab questions seems like it Yeah. yeah and these are actually really really cool so we're looking for two words that are basically synonyms that are completing the sentence the same way. Oh. Okay, so here you have six answer choices and we have to pick the two that, one, they mean the same thing and Mm -hmm. two, they actually complete the sentence. Mm Because oftentimes they're going to have two other synonyms as answer choices, but they don't actually complete the sentence properly. Ooh, that is tricky. Yeah. Or maybe they they have a word that is like, this is exactly what I want, but it doesn't have a match. Well, then it can't be oh, that one. Oh, that's, yeah. Kind of fun. That's good to know, too. So I, I really like these, and I feel like students generally feel more comfortable with these. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you six words. You ready? Mm-hmm. Accord, indecision, consensus, disagreement, divergence, and enthusiasm. Oh, wow. I feel like those are all different. <laughs> <laughs> but like accord and consensus? 
Those are synonyms. Yes. Yeah. That works. And disagreement and divergence. It, yes. Those would be synonyms. So now we just have to know the context of the actual sentence. So notwithstanding their blank, regarding other issues, township res- residents have consistently passed the Board of Education's annual budget. Oh. So See, this is where I'm a visual person and I would have to really mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. And like put that into the blank. Yeah. And so many of these verbal questions are it's all about the context and making sure we're looking for those context clues it mm-hmm. could be transition words it could oh. be the structure of the sentence yeah um, making sure that we're kind of watching for those important just i don't have another good word for it just really good clues yeah as we're going through okay. side note that there's no credit for partially correct answers cool. oh yeah that's sure. tricky and and that that's very very important for going back to the sentence completion mm-hmm. because guess what Sometimes they have two and sometimes they have three blanks where now we have to fit three words in. And if you get two of them and miss the third, you don't get any points. Oh, that's even worse. That's a thinker. Mm. Anyway, Mm. those I find students generally don't like as much anyway. So, again, maybe if you're working through your test, maybe you feel really comfortable with the reading comprehension questions. Mm -hmm. Maybe the sentence equivalents are a little bit easier. And then maybe if we come across a three blank, maybe we give it the old college try, but we don't like spend forever on it and just dwell on it. Yeah. Skip it, move on, get to the next question. Good advice. And then the last section, right? Yeah. The quantitative reasoning section. Yeah. So one thing before I get into the types of questions that we see here is we we actually have some different formats for what's actually happening. Um, we have our normal multiple choice that everybody kind of knows. You pick the best answer out yep. of the options, right? But we also have pick one or more type questions. We also see this in some questions on the verbal section as well, Ooh. right? Especially in the reading comprehension. But here we have, they, they may give us six answer choices. There may be one, there could be six that are correct. Yikes. And again, if there are four correct answers and you get three of them, we miss the question. Oh still. man. And it's kind of brutal, right? Yeah. That it, seems really intense. Th- it really turns it into a game and making sure that we're cautious and not like rushing through. Cause then we're going to make some silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. So fun little story. My wife is a mental health therapist mm-hmm. and she had to take uh, a, a board exam and th- that their test is actually really interesting. I loved it. Is it? And I, it was fun. To, Did you help her study for it? Uh huh. Yes. I didn't, I don't know. I mean, I have, I sometimes talk about, I have an honorary degree cause I was just around and we talked yeah. so much about it when oh, she was I'm in sure. grad school, but I, I, I passed her exam, nice. which of is course awesome, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was just one of those things that like, you just have to play the game the right way. Cause they may have like nine or t- 10 or 12 different things like diagnoses yeah. and you get, maybe there's one best answer and you get four points for that one. And, but the next one is only so, so you only get two points for that next one. Oh. So you have to accumulate points. And if you get something wrong, you get minus points. Oh, anyway, no. so we don't see that on the GRE, but some of you may go on to grad school and then you need to get yeah. licensed and they may have some fun things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. A little foreshadowing. Yeah. Bum, bum, anyway. Bum. So, Beyond that, there's also going to be like numerical entry type questions. Okay. So where they don't give you a crutch of multiple choice, you literally just have to do all the math and then plug in that answer. Okay. Okay, So you're going to see that as well. Then we have the types of questions, right? I actually like the multiple choice better than the numerical entry. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think most people do. Yeah. 
least I mean, the you last have options, year. right? So even like even if you did, if even if you answered it, and you're like, oh, crap, it's none of it's, n- it's none of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did something wrong. <laughs> there are also going to be some different skills you can use on those, right? Like, yeah, like actual actual testing skills. Yeah, that will help you kind of more effectively look at those questions. And again, yeah, these these exams are psychometrics, so they really. Mm-hmm. I know I probably mention this every podcast, mm-hmm. but they're they're created by psychologists, not strictly math and verbal people yeah. right Gurus. so let's right so right. let's make sure that we are we're looking at the test the right way mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes we can get questions right especially with multiple choice without really doing much math yep and that's great yeah that's awesome and i love that <laughs> you and know i love, I love it <laughs> right <laughs> so the first type of question that students are going to come across are the um quantitative comparison have you ever seen one of these no Ooh. so they give you two columns column a and column b mm-hmm and column A will have something, and we have to compare it to, qu- to column B. Okay. And we have to figure out which is larger. Okay? Oh. So, uh, we have four answer choices. We have A, B, C, and D. So, A would be column A is greater. Okay. B, quantity B is greater. C, the two quantities are equal. Mm-hmm. Or D... There's no relationship where we can't figure it out from the information they gave us. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, right? I would just be like, D, can't D, figure it out. Every D, time. D, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, out of the nine that I'm looking at right now, only one of them was D. Really? Oh, shoot. Yeah. So we have to be careful as we're going through there. Um, I think C can sometimes be the trickiest answer for students because they don't initially they don't look like they're the same or maybe they make it so they do look the same. And it's like, oh, I want to pick C right off the bat. Or I want to avoid C because those don't look any like I can't get those to be the same. Mm -hmm. And then you totally can. But you really have to break it down and figure it out. So it's about manipulating the numbers, being really comfortable with your base twos Mm -hmm. and your base tens Mm -hmm. and being able to manipulate um, exponents or is, can be really important help and helpful here. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I think that's kind of kind of cool. It's a good section. It's yeah. a good section for you. That that, that is a fun one. <laughs> and then we have our normal multiple choice, and then we have some that are are following data, um, and kind of looking at all that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think the craziest part about the GRE um, quantitative section is that what's actually being covered is primarily like middle school and high school math oh really so i think this is where a lot of our my students maybe they're coming like at the end of college or even like as an adult like in their 20s or 30s yeah and now they've got to go back and like think about that high school math yeah, that was a while ago <laughs> that was a minute so we've got to make sure that we are kind of reviewing and, and finding the strengths and weaknesses because sometimes something stuck I find that a lot for a lot of students, algebra sticks a lot better than geometry. Hmm, interesting. So let's keep that in mind and not force the geometry if maybe we have an option to get to our goal score or focus yeah. on the algebra. Oh, good information. Yeah. And then they throw in some stats related things in, in counting methods and things like that that are actually really fascinating and really interesting and may actually be a little bit more familiar because a lot of college students take statistics Mm -hmm. in college so maybe that's a little bit more fresh and maybe those are some easy points even though sometimes they're the hardest questions yeah that's true (laughs) like math wise anyway right right oh good 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 anyway really good information i think that covers most everything um is there anything else you wanted to cover in that last section I don't think so. No. I think they're. I think just being able to take your time, mm-hmm. slow down. 
again, it's so counterintuitive when that clock's counting down mm-hmm. at you, especially on the screen. I would actually encourage Ooh. most of you to actually turn the timer off, mm-hmm. turn the clock off. You that have is that an option. option. Okay. And then it'll pop back on at the five minute warning. Okay. So they'll let you know when there's five minutes remaining and mm-hmm. then you can make sure you're using a good strategy, guessing or whatever it may be for those last five minutes. Yeah. But take your time. Yep. Don't rush. Don't assume. Mm-hmm. And again, remember there there's going to be some traps set for us. So let's make sure that we are we have our eyes wide open. Yep. And don't get stuck on the traps. And if sure. you do, reset. Yep. Reset Absolutely. so it doesn't kind of blow the rest of your test. So yep. good. Well, if you need. Dun, dun. If you need <laughs> private tutoring for the GRE, um, Caleb actually does private tutoring. I do. He is the best in the business, so I would highly recommend Caleb. Um, a- approximately how many hours do students typically need? So we always start off with the baseline, right? We do this for the ACT or the SAT or mm-hmm. the LSAT, whatever it may be. We want to know where you are now and then better understand what your goal is and why that's your goal. Yes. Um, if you want to see a five-point improvement, well, it's not going to take as much, nearly as much time and energy as if you want a 15-point improvement, mm-hmm. right? So we'll help you analyze that. But I would say most of our students are probably in the 12 to 24 hours of, of tutoring. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of range. Yep, and that can be done online. Most GRE students are. Yeah. I think a lot are. Yeah, I've worked with students kind of all over the country online, mm-hmm. um, and then a few students here in person as well. Yep, so. I love that. Well, getsmarterprep.com or give us a call at nine one three three two two thirty four hundred. And again, if you have any other questions on the GRE, please let us know. Um, you can find some good information on our website, or just give us a call, shoot us an email, enrollment at getsmarterprep.com. We'd love to help. That's it. All right. See you guys next time. See ya.